Hello and welcome to another episode of Kodo Cinema, the podcast show where I talk about boomies. I'm your host, Mark Kodo, aka Kodo Man, the man, the myth, the legend. Well, we got another exciting episode for Kodo Cinema Christmas Month. And and the movie that I'm going to talk about is obviously considered to be one of the greatest Christmas movies for, for kids is The Muppet Christmas Carol. Now, for those of you who are probably wondering uh, about The Muppet, Muppet Christmas Carol, it is obviously one of the few great Muppet films. Well, not the best Muppet film, but it's one of them. Plus, many people consider The Muppet Christmas Carol to be one of the more faithful adaptations for uh, the Charles Dickens novels, A Christmas Carol. And to, to be honest, I can, I can actually understand that. Now, just to give... Give some, uh, just to give a, a, a brief, just to give some history about my take on the, Mupp- the Muppets and of course Christmas Carol. I, I grew up, I grew up more with uh, Sesame Street, and yes, uh, Sesame Street has uh, Muppet characters because uh, Jim Henson, the creator of the Muppets, not only created. The Muppets, but also Sesame Street as well, particularly for the for the Muppets. And of course, I, I grew up with Sesame Street more than the Muppets. But it wasn't until I saw other Muppet films that came out, like like the first Muppet film in nineteen that came out in nineteen seventy nine, and of course the recent twenty eleven and twenty fourteen Muppet films. But of, but of course, since the this is a Muppet Christmas Carol. This is adapted from the, the Christmas Carol story by Charles Dickens. And going to the Christmas Carol side of things, I read the book back in seventh grade from my point of view. And of course, I have seen um, the 1984 Christmas Carol film starring George C. Scott, including the uh, 2009 motion captured film that, that was also released. By Disney, directed by Robert Zemeckis and starring Jim Carrey as as the character Ebenezer Scrooge, and then I I have also seen The Muppet Christmas Carol, which stars Michael Caine as Scrooge. Now I actually saw the Muppet version back in seventh grade as well, and I didn't think there were multiple Christmas Carol films until I saw the the, the Muppet one, and I and I thought the Muppet one was brilliant. Although at first I didn't know what to think of this film. I mean, having um, having a having Muppets in in the world of, in the world of Christmas Carol. I mean, because I mean the Muppets. I mean, I guess you can argue that the Muppets are more kid friendly, and of course they're de- they're definitely gonna slip in some adult references as well. But over time, I I think I thought it was clever because when you think about it, a Christmas Carol has been adapted to film and TV multiple times. So it would make sense. So anyway, that's that's my t- that's my little history on how I how I viewed the the Muppets and of course the um, the Christmas Carol because I, well obviously because well here's the thing because the Muppets because I grew up with Sesame Street and they're also Muppets as well. But that's how I that's how that's just coming from me since the since both Sesame Street and the Muppets are from the creator Jim Henson, who actually plays Kermit the Frog. Okay, so anyway, going into this film, 
I want to talk about it because the Muppet Christmas Carol is celebrating its 30th anniversary. That is right, folks. It has been 30 years since the Muppet Christmas Carol came to theaters. It is described as an American Christmas musical comedy drama film directed by Brian Henson. In his feature directorial debut, Brian Henson is the son to Jim Henson, for those of you who may or may not know. And uh, he has uh, worked on a lot of uh, Muppet, Muppet films, particularly with Jim Henson and prior and, and, and prior to his passing as well. And speaking of Jim Henson and, and his passing, uh, this is one of his this is one of the films where the Muppet Christmas Carol dedicated to Jim Henson. And while it wasn't the first and, and it wasn't the first film that 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 it was dedicated to Jim Henson, one of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles films that Jim Henson also contributed dedicated to Jim Henson as well because uh, Jim Henson uh, passed away passed away in ni in 1990. For for those of you who who don't who don't know, Jim H Jim Henson died of his, his cause of death was a uh, toxic shock syndrome. Passed away in May 16th of 1990, and of course the film came out in uh, the film came out in uh, 1992. So basically, so basically, so basically, yeah, this was his, this was, this was the, um, this was considered to be the, to be the first to be produced following the deaths of Muppets creator Jim Henson and of course one of the Muppet performers Richard Hunt, which the film Muppet Christmas Carol is dedicated to both of them. Now... What's surprising about what's surprising about this film is that it really has has a, a Muppet style to it, not because of character the Muppet characters they use, but also the sets. The sets alone are built sets, and it and it really has that very good Muppet vibe to it, as if you're watching like like a full-on cinematic Muppet film for a Christmas for a Christmas Carol. And obviously, we do have the human characters, particularly, well, knowingly, Michael Caine playing Ebenezer Scrooge. Fun fact, there were other actors who were up for the role of Ebenezer Scrooge, which includes David Hemmings, Ron Moody, and David Warner. And, of course, legend, legendary American comedian George Carlin. I wonder what, I wonder what George Carlin would have looked like as Ebenezer Scrooge. That film will probably be bumped up to either PG, PG-13, or our or our film. Well, well, well. To be fair, there was a Muppets film that was rated R. What was that film again? I don't really, I don't really remember. But it was with Melissa McCarthy, and that was an R. And that film was an R-rated film. Happy Timers, a uh, a basic uh, pu puppet. Like Muppet film that Brian Henson did, and that was a then boy that was an R-rated film. Wow, just imagine just imagine if George Carlin took over that role. But anyway, but, but anyway, um, this is also but anyway, the Muppet Christmas Carol was also one of the first few Muppet films where Kermit the Frog 
is not the the main lead. I mean, sure, he plays one of the leading characters, but more but was more on a supporting role, particularly Bob Cratchit. Kermit the Frog plays Bob Crat Bob Cratchit, including other characters as well. But but most not, but most which but most notably Bob Cratchit. Plus, Steve Whitmire plays Kermit the Frog, taking over Jim Henson's role because Jim Henson was the original puppet puppet creator and actor to play Kermit the Frog in the earlier Muppet films. Steve Whitmire even played Rizzle the Rat, Beaker, Bean Bunny, and uh, and other characters as well. Dave Goles plays the great Gonzo, who plays Charles Dickens, the na narrator throughout this film. And I will say this, having Char having the great Gonzo playing Charles Dickens in um, in the Muppet Christmas Carol is actually clever because he is literally telling the story from his point of view as if Charles Dickens was there. And I find it very clever. And I also find it funny that Rizzo the Rat is literally right right next to him too. And um and also and also um and also, I, I I got Sesame Street vibes out of this too because you know how in in almost every episode of Sesame Street you get you get this opening line from one of the characters saying, "Oh hi, welcome to Sesame Street." But this time around, we get the great Gonzo, great Gonzo as Charles Dickens say, "Oh hi, welcome to the Muppet Christmas Carol film." That that got me Sesame Street vibes out of it, and I like how they uh, introduced that to the film. Particularly, particularly to know as well that this is a Disney film. This is actually the first Muppet film to be distributed by Walt Disney. But also, um, later on, later on, later on, the Mupp the the, uh, the other Muppet films. Well, actually, no, um, Disney bought the Muppets like in 2004. I guess like the the deal was finalized in 2004, but during the 90 during the 90s, um, the Disney would distribute the distribute a couple couple of Muppet films, Christmas with the Muppet Christmas Carol being one of them, but also Muppet Treasure Island that came out in 1996, about four years after the Muppet Christmas Carol. So basically, so basically, um, this is when this is when Disney was still in the process of buying the Muppets, but it wasn't finalized until at least a decade later. I mean, I think this is this is I believe this is when Disney was good back then, but good good with how to handle things, but not anymore in today's uh, in today's uh, filmmaking world. But other other than that, uh, Michael Caine as Scrooge, I actually like Michael Caine as Scrooge. I didn't realize that that was Michael Caine. I mean, I think because the Scrooge actors I remember is George C. Scott and Jim Carrey. And and I didn't realize there were other actors who would play the, play the character of Ebenezer Scrooge, and Michael Caine as Scrooge was obviously a pretty pretty good choice. I mean, yeah, there were definitely times where he underplays a bit, but it actually works out very well because because the fact is, Michael Caine's trying to be be a little more serious than over the, than over the top, I should say, and of and of course. And and of course, um, and and of course, like Michael Caine took the role of Ebenezer Scrooge, and 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 uh, and then 
Michael Caine says, and I quote, I'm going to play this movie like I'm working with the Royal Shakespeare Company. I will never wink. I will never do anything Muppety. And I'm going to play Scrooge as if it is an utterly dramatic role and there are no puppets around me. Well, to be fair, there were puppets around like Michael Caine. Especially when he was walking in the opening scene, like during the during 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 a music during a musical number where all the Muppets were talking about Ebenezer Scrooge, because because he was because Ebenezer Scrooge was walking weird, because because behind the in the behind the scenes footage he was walking around on planks because they're because all the filmmakers and camera operators were getting shots of the Muppets while keeping Ebenezer Scrooge's face a secret. Before the big reveal at the end of the song, and also not to mention, this is also one of the first uh, Muppet films to use CGI, and it actually worked pretty well. I didn't realize it was CGI, but when you kind of think about it, I mean, there definitely needs to be some computer aspects to to the film. Any any anyway, I mean, looking looking at this, I mean, looking at this film, it is. A it is a beautiful, beautiful. It is a beautiful film, and I like how um, the filmmakers went out of their way to create some interesting characters. As I mentioned, uh, Kermit the Frog was Bob, Bob Cratchit, and I believe he did a pretty good job. And on top of that, Mrs. Piggy played uh, Bob Cratchit's wife, em Emily Cratchit, and she did have a bit of a temper, especially at the end of the film where he's about to knock Ebenezer Scrooge right off. Right off the front porch, <laughs> until um, Scrooge is like, "And I'm about to raise your salary." <laughs> it's just clever. I also, I also like how um, <clears throat> I, I also like how um, how Fozzie Bear, Fozzie Bear, one of the one, Fozzie Bear, I believe he and Kermit are very good friends. Plays Fuzzy Wig, or should I say Fozzie Wig? Get it? Fuzzy bear, fuzzy wig, fuzzy wig, fuzzy wig. That is probably one of the most clever ideas put to film. It's just, it's just funny because, because if you think about it, if you think about it, fuzzy bear is fuzzy wig. That is just, that is just gold right there. And, and the fact that Frank Oz plays fuzzy, fuzzy bear, or should I say fuzzy wig? Is is definitely the cherry on top. I also like during the moments where uh, Anna Animal, who's one of the party uh, entertainers playing the drums, plays the triangle in a in a very annoying annoying mode while he is breathing heavily, and it's just it's just funny the way how he does is like. I mean, how can you not laugh at that? <laughs> and okay, okay. But anyway, um, any anyway, um, the film itself does follow along the book very very well. Now I know some of you may be saying that there are definitely other adaptations that do better, but but according to some sources, that's how uh, that the, the film itself follows the book very. The book, or should I say, original story, very closely, and and I will say this: there are definitely times where, okay, I see where they're going, but what about times when you have two different versions of um, two different Marleys, like 
Jacob and Robert Marley. Like, Jacob and Robert Marley. Because, um, because, hey, two Marleys are better than one, I guess. Because, uh, Stat, uh, because, uh, Statler and Waldorf are the, uh, they're the, they're known as the, to my point of view, the balcony guys. Or the, the balcony guys. Because they like to heckle at everything, like, like they heckle at what the Muppets are, or what the Muppets are, Muppets are doing at their show, but the, having them both as uh, Jacob and Robert Marley, that's pretty pretty clever too. I mean, you get the you get to hear their laughs, <laughs> and and yeah, and also they had they both Jacob and Robert Marley have a pretty good musical number too. We're Marley and Marley. That's probably my favorite musical number in this film because it does showcase what what's gonna happen to Scrooge if he continues down this path as what the Marleys did. Because if you remember in the story, um, Jacob Marley w was doing the same thing what Ebenezer Scrooge is doing, like like swindling the poor, not doing anything good. He and his punishment. When he died, he, he was forced to wear the chains. And it's going to happen to uh, Ebenezer Scrooge if he, do, if he doesn't change his ways. Paul Williams, who um, wrote, the, wrote the music for the uh, earlier Muppet films, uh, like the Rainbow Connection in the first Muppet film, he also wrote songs for the uh, Muppet Christmas Carol as well. And I think the one with... J and I think the musical number with Jacob and Robert Marley that was that was a that was probably the best best musical number in that film, in my opinion. And uh, looking back at it now, like after thirty years, still it's still really it still holds up. Now, now I, I didn't really grow up with this movie to be honest. I mean, I, I saw this when I was in seventh grade, but looking back at this film, it is it is a good film to watch. I also like how the the Ghost of Christmas Past present and future are different Muppet characters rather than rather than they're like original Muppet characters but not Muppet characters that we uh, that we know so and I found it very clever like we get the ghost of Christmas past being a um, be, be, being a different Muppet like I believe that he, it's a Muppet from one of Jim Henson's earlier films from the 80s particularly um the Dark Crystal, like if you pro if you've seen the Dark Crystal, there are different Muppet characters in that in that in that in that film. And to be honest, uh, the Ghost of Christmas Past, who's basically a little girl, has a has a face that looks very similar to one of the char Muppet characters from the Dark Crystal. And um, and of course, we also get a um, another Muppet character being played by Jerry Nelson. He um. He he is basically a giant Muppet like, uh, very giant Muppet like Ghost of Christmas Present, who almost resembles a Sweetums a little bit, but not really. And I do, and one in that, in that moment alone where he he gets a gets a good conversation with Scrooge, it's actually pretty good because Ebenezer Scrooge begins to like the Ghost of Christmas Present, like he's pretty happy. He's like wondering what's going on. And somehow he really enjoys it. I really do. And of course, the Ghost of Christmas Future. I mean, there's not much to say about not much, not really much to say about it. I mean, I guess you can, I guess you can say like, yeah, 
Ghost of Christmas Future, you kind of know what to expect. But, um, but, but really, the way how Ebenezer Scrooge travels with the Ghost of Christmas past, present, and future, including Rizzle the Rat and, uh, and, and Charles Dickens being played by the great Gonzo, they do, they do tra travel a lot. And I like how they, they, uh, interacted with what's going on in the past, and particularly in the past and present. And uh, not as much as going on in the future. Well, actually, unless you count the moments where uh, uh, Scrooge sees uh, Kermit the Frog as Bob Cratchit, Mrs. Piggy, as uh, Bob Cratchit's wife. They're all mourning for the loss of Tiny Tim. Um, and I'm going, going back for going back. I do like in the past where, um, where, um, where we see uh, Ebenezer Scrooge as a young boy about to graduate with good honors for 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 business and Sam the Eagle Sam the Eagle Frank Oz plays Sam the Eagle by the way who uh congratulates Scrooge and there and he's about to have him go 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 into the business world also a, a nice little funny joke um Sam Eagle does have a bit of a more of a uh, has a bit more of an American way passion but I do love the, the the mess up it happens because uh, Charles Dickens, Great Gonzo, whispers into Sam Eagle's uh, ear, telling him like uh, like a hey, uh, we're not in America, we're in London because this is a Christmas Carol. Christmas Carol, the setting of that is in London. So I like the like I like how uh, the Great Gonzo was able to correct Sam the Sam the Eagle <laughs> because Sam says at first says it's the American way, but then later switches out to it is the British way. <laughs> it's kind of funny if you really think about it, and of course I already mentioned Bozzy Wig and uh, an an animal, but also um, but but also Scrooge meets a meets a young girl named uh, Belle. Even after thirty years, when Ebenezer Scrooge breaks up with uh, Belle, there was a song that was actually cut from the film, but was later but was later brought back for the um for different versions including the one on Disney Plus cuz Disney Plus just recently put the song back in and the title of the song was called When Love Is Gone because it really shows what how it really shows Belle singing about it's, a, it's basically the breakup song it's a breakup song because Scrooge cares more about about his about his business while being greedy, than than his girlfriend, and it really shows, and it really shows because somehow Scrooge was once in love, but not anymore, and that's what Belle is singing is singing about, and I like the part at the end of the song where uh, Ebenezer Scrooge, the older Ebenezer Scrooge, sings along the last few lyrics, and it it really is, it, it's it's a sad song because. Because we see B Belle breaking up with Ebenezer Scrooge. Because Scrooge cares more about his business than than the love of his life. And at the very end of the song, Rizzo cries. And, Gon and Gonzo tries to cheer up Rizzo. And it's a very sad song. It's a very sad song. But also the fact that this song was cut out. Because for some reason... I don't know the reason behind it, behind it, but there are definitely some reasons behind it. Some may argue, well, it's a it's a, it's a cheesy song. 
I mean, okay, maybe it is a cheesy song, but also some people may point out, and this is probably from my point of view, she was smiling. Belle was smiling throughout the entire song. She wasn't upset. Yeah, I guess you could say maybe her words do feel more upsetting, but when you look at her face while she was singing, she was smiling. She, she was smiling throughout the entire song, which could be one of the reasons why this song was cut. Jeffrey Katzenberg, who was one of the one of the few uh, uh, dis, one of the few filmmakers at Disney before he went to DreamWorks, cut the song out. And and now I mean and now and now many years later, this song was brought back because without the song, why without the song, why was Rizzo crying? Because after um, Belle tells Scrooge, "Oh, you you used to love me." She walks away, and then it cuts to cuts to Rizzo crying as she was walking by Rizzo, Rizzo and Gonzo, which which really feels which really feel feels choppy because if you think about it, the scene itself let's just because the scene itself feels short without the song. With the song though, it it makes a lot of sense. So in my opinion, when love is gone was probably a, a good idea to have in this film, in my opinion. Because it really does flow in pretty well. But I guess I, get, I guess you could say it is a cheesy cheesy song at times, even though Belle is smiling throughout the entire song. But at the very end of the day, what can you do about it? I mean, what can you really do about it? I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a beautiful, sad song. And I, thought it, and I thought the song itself in that film helped. Especially at the very end, I do like how um, there's a rendition of When Love is Gone with When Love is Found. And I found that to be a pretty good fitting song end to The Buffett Christmas Carol. Which, which is good. And then, obviously, obviously enough, I mean, you you know, probably know how the rest of the story goes. Like, where uh, Ebenezer sees his, pre his Christmas pre his present, basically what's going on during Christmas... And of course, and of course, he sees uh, Bob Cratchit and, and his family enjoying a, enjoying Christmas, Christmas dinner, and of course, uh, seeing Tiny Tim. I also like the fact that um, I also like the fact that that we see see um, uh, Mrs. Cratchit having uh, two different two different this uh, piggy ch piglets, I guess. Like there were two two uh, two pi pig piglet children. There were girls, by the way. And um, and what? And I will say this. I will say this. Like, I can definitely tell. It's really, it's really amazing that Mrs. Piggy and Kermit the Frog fall fall in love in the uh, Muppet films. <laughs> and um, and then and then uh, we do see um, Kermit the Frog with Tiny Tiny Tim, and and then of course they have their Christmas dinner. And uh, on top of and on top of that, they do have a nice little musical number, and of course, go, jumping into the pre uh, blah, into the future, we see um, we do see like we do see the whole ordeal that Tiny Tim is dead. Tiny Tim is dead, and realizing that Ebenezer Scrooge is dead, Ebenezer Scrooge is dead as well. But also, it's the it's the fun fact is, uh, Rizzo the Rat and the Great Gonzo, Charles Dickens, I should should say, they. They didn't stick around for the future part because it's a pretty scary, scary sequence. And can you blame them though? I mean, especially, 
especially when you have a, especially when it's made for a children's film. But I will say this: the the, the story itself, I want to say, I guess that you could say it it does have its light moments, but it's a, it's mostly a very dark story too, because this is Ebenezer Scrooge seeing his past, present, and future, and particularly on a Muppet film as well, because. Because because it, it does have its light moments, but it does have its dark moments. When Ebenezer Scrooge realizes that this is what's gonna happen, and Ebenezer Scrooge continues down his path, he's gonna die being a greedy, mean old man if he doesn't change. And and of course, we get to see we get to see that when Ebenezer Scrooge sees his grave, he starts crying and begs the spirit that he can change. That he can change, that he can literally change, and well, yeah, I guess the music itself uh, doesn't land as much, but at the very end, the scene itself really does, uh, does, does, does the job well. And of course, you probably know the story. Ebenezer Scrooge wakes up in his in his bedroom, realizing that he is alive, and of course, he is happy for Christmas. He even goes out to see one of the kids, actually Bean Bunny, that he actually. Uh, sees because B but because he was annoyed by Bean Bunny at the beginning of the film where he throws a Christmas wreath at him because he asks Bean asks B Bunny to go get the biggest Christmas turkey prize and and bring it over to Bob Cratchit and he does I and I really like how he uh, meets up with the um, charity donators the the two charity donators and he was able to make he was able to um he was able to make 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 a donation to them, and of course we get a pretty nice musical pretty nice musical number where Ebenezer Scrooge goes to different markets to buy food to buy food for a Christmas party for the for the Christmas dinner, and he also buys uh, lumps of coal for for his office because his office is now being run by Bob Cratchit, including including Ebenezer Scrooge himself, but also like the. Uh, the worker, the 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 workers as well, because somehow, um, if you for those of you who may not know, Rizzle the Rats got got a bunch of buddy got a bunch of rats buddies as well, that are, that were also working at with uh, Ebenezer Scrooge and the and the Muppet Christmas Carol, which is because um, uh, Kermit the Frog and the other rats were cold inside his workplace, and I like how they were Scrooge was able to buy lumps of coal for for them. And of course, I like the ending where um, I like the ending where uh, every where Scrooge and all the other Muppets come together to have a Christmas uh, Christmas dinner, including uh, Ebenezer Scrooge's nephew Fred and um, and Fred's wife, who's basically uh, now uh, Scrooge's niece-in-law, I should say, <laughs> and. And to and to end this, they as I mentioned, they, there was a rendition of when, of when Love Is Gone, which is now being When Love Is Found, and I found it to be very clever, and it worked, and it works because now Ebenezer Scrooge found love again, and all the all the Muppets start singing that song, and that's and that's brilliant, and of course the the film ends with uh, Ebenezer Scrooge, no not Ebenezer Scrooge, uh, Great Gonzo and Rizzo the Rat, and the story. Great, great Gonzo was like Tiny Tim did not die, and of course you have Tiny Tim saying "God, bl God bless us, everyone." And that, and and the film ends with the credit, credits rolling. We get to see, we see, get to see the credits and the musical, and the musical, one of the musical numbers playing, and it's very, very good. Now, 
overall, this is a good the, the Muppet Christmas Carol is a very good good film. Well, for a Muppet film, is a very good film, and it is a very one of the few good Christmas Carol adaptations. And for for over thirty years, it still holds up. It's still the Muppet Christmas Carol still holds up as one of the few great uh, Muppet adaptations, and of course, Christmas Carol adaptations as well. Although I do have a soft spot for um, the Jim Carrey Christmas Carol because it is a film that I like, but the Muppet Christmas Carol one. It is a pretty good one, too. I mean, what do you all think of The Muppet Christmas Carol? I mean, did, did you um like this film? I mean, did, did you like this film? I mean, did you grow, grow up watching this film? Do you think this film still holds up 30, year, 30 years later? I mean, let me know your thoughts. And, um, and other than that, that's pretty much it. And please let me know if I miss out on anything from this film, because... Um, it is a good film, and some and it can be. Sometimes there are definitely moments in in the in this in the Muppet Christmas Carol can be easy to miss. But other than that, overall the film still holds up. I like Michael Caine as as Scrooge, and other and the 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 the, the production aspects, the direction that Brian Henson went was very good. And and all, and other than that, a very good a very good adaptation. For, for, for not only the Muppets, but also for Christmas Carol as well. Anyway. A anyway, that's all I have. Uh, please let me know your thoughts. Please let me, let me know your thoughts. And let me know if I missed out on anything. And thank you all for tuning in to Kodo's Cinema. I'm your host, Mark Kodo, a.k.a. Kodo Man. Remember to watch movies and stay positive.